Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! On this week's episode of the Nailed It Wall, we're going to talk about submitting the Samsung Solve for tomorrow with our amazing eighth graders. Somebody's going to give a public apology, and we're going to talk about how do teachers prepare for these final two weeks before break. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode 24 of the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Mrs. Schofield. All right, partner. It was a, it was a great week this past week. I cannot wait to get get started for this week's podcast. I absolutely love listening to last week's podcast, us going back and forth. Now tell us, how did you nail it this week? Okay, so I had a really decent failed it that just really just piggybacked on my last failed it right off the Rubik's keyboarder. So <clears throat> where we left you last, listeners, we had to go and pick up the Rubik's Cube order that I had erroneously um, put the wrong address in for and had two failed attempts to correct the address with people in Canada that claimed I had never spoken to them. And Not that you're not bitter. I'm still harboring some sincere re resentment there, but... Um, I did a lot of prep stuff, and so I looked up the address, sent it to you ahead of time, which was really huge. Normally, I would just wing that on the spot. Um, we and, were pulling out, and you just realized you almost forgot an important part well, that that's we my, needed. Well, that's my part. We didn't – no, we did pull out. That's the whole point is we left, and we were about to head there, and then I realized that one of the main components, which I had worried about forgetting, was this very vaguely termed letter of authorization, which I still wasn't even sure who is authorized. I mean, I had my badge, which I have no regrets taking the staff badge picture that I take. <laughs> However, I realize it does put me at a strange disadvantage when I use it as my professional proof of being a teacher because, you know. And the word professional. <laughs> yeah. And I like to have fun and the kids really enjoy it if I just show my own personality and picture day and so my picture is a little bit different but it's fine i stand by it and i used how it how did as, the lady at ups react when she saw your she your thought school it was badge. pretty awesome she she supported it i asked her not to judge me but she did but in a positive way so it worked out that time and so anyway that was my failed it is i had everything lined up and then we had to come back to the school. Not only do we have to come back to the school, but it's not just like a letter you can print out. It has to be on company letterhead, which Mrs. Bennett, Mariana, is the best person ever because it's the end of her day and she stopped what she was doing, which I'm sure was 17 different things, and pulled up the letter, copied and pasted everything that I needed, printed it out, signed it as our authorized person. Oh, speak of speak of the person right there. It's Mrs. Bennett sending me a text. Um, so she took care of the whole thing. I had my letter, went down there. The most hilarious part about that is that when I got there and I stood in this very, very heinous line, which was like full of depression and sadness. And um, you compared it to the DMV. It was like the DMV if the DMV could be worse. So it was like that. And very drab. I said to Mrs. Bennett this morning that they had like one and a half workers because there was technically another person but I could not see the purpose they were serving um, so anyway get up to the line and I'm hearing multiple people say I'm sorry you know get turned away like we don't have your package this was not a short travel it was either. not a short travel <laughs> oh my gosh I think that might have been 
either in Tucson or New Mexico. It was really, really far. And so, and it's in the middle of nowhere. Like there's nothing there. Now, there's stuff there, but it's seedy. But anyway, so get that, get up to the line. And the lady said, oh, you don't even need this letter, which is good. I would say that like everyone was saying like their things are still in the truck. Still on the truck and we don't have it and whatever. So they, even though they were told to come on that day and all that, their stuff was not there. So I just assumed when I got up there, I would hear the same statement. I had already mentally steeled myself for that news, and I was pleasantly surprised. Ryan would not have been happy if that was the end result. I know. And the, I love that you said Ryan, because as I'm handing the lady the letter, I realized it had been in the back by Ryan, and there's like chocolate marks all, all over it. So I have my really ridiculous teacher you know, badge, and then I have this letter that's just covered in chocolate. And the lady was so cool. And that was one of my favorite parts is, you know, when we get to talk about things that are kind of, you know, Rubik's Cube, it's not like we invented it or, you know, and, and there's other people doing it, but it's really not something that gets a ton of recognition, I don't think. And so, and, you know, I am a huge advocate for adults, you know, solving it. So I keep hassling, you know, people, you know, giving them grief about not trying and like that they need to try that. So she was really enthusiastic when she found out it was an order of Rubik's Cubes and gave me this whole story about how she used to solve it as a kid. It was one of her favorite toys. And then she bought one last Christmas and her grandson peeled off all the stickers. So I encouraged her to buy a new one. She said she wanted to come see our tournament that we go to at- uh, You're a people person, this I is what you people. do. And, and the best part is that you got a selfie with her. I got like, a selfie with her, which and, I will post with this. And, and she said she's going to uh, buy a Rubik's Cube. She's gonna buy a Rubik's Cube. And I told her about where you can find tutorials to kind of like freshen that up in your mind. And she was so, so excited. And she said, I wish there were things like this for me when I was a kid that I just, I didn't even know that you could do tournaments. I didn't know anybody still did this. And that just makes me so excited because it was one of my favorite things. And I wish I had had that when I was a kid. So, you know, it was really, it was such a good way to end that whole experience because it had been such a traumatizing thing, as you well know. And then tell what you saw on our way back. Oh, like we were driving back. <laughs> Mind you, like we were just last week, we were, me and you like never go on this route. Is it the 60? It's the 60. Like me and you, Grant, like was we, Grand we, yeah, Grand right? Avenue. We, we stay away from that. Like no matter what, like it's awful. We, we've both been living here close to 10, probably 10 plus years. How long have you been here? Uh, I'm Not 10. Five maybe? Yeah, Six? maybe. I don't know. Um, and we never go on this and everyone goes on Grand. Like we, we stay away from thing at all. Tony, like last week pulled a Yui in the middle of Grand last Talk week. Talk about the <laughs> ultimate Falcon move. <laughs> he got with his flock and just turned. It was and, good. And well, and going back to that story, the amazing thing was we, we got there and back and we didn't get lost. Like Did it, not was, get it lost. was a miracle that we didn't get go on the side adventure. We didn't have anything come. Remember but when we I almost were, missed our turn, though? Oh, you did almost miss our turn. Really quite. You were nervous. There. You were nervous. You're like, yeah. you're like, this is the one that has like six intersections. Yeah. Is this where we turn? I, I'm like, 800 feet. Keep going. I totally almost botched that. So it was a miracle that we didn't get lost. I mean, that was our nail that right there that we did it not really get lost. Was. But then all of a sudden, this random car was driving down, and there was like a tire roll in the middle of the road, Big old like tire, <laughs> right through, and cars are like dodging it, and it was so crazy. And you remember another part that I just remembered right now is when we're on our way home, you know, Grand was slammed. Like yeah. it was so, so trafficy. I mean, we left, you know, it wasn't super, it wasn't super late, but when we were coming back, cause it took so long in the place as what Ryan called the customer center. It took so, so long in there. He read that on his own. Yeah, he was very he read proud. That on his own. And then, oh, sorry. And then when we were coming back, it was the major traffic time. So I, I get this bright idea that I should, 
I know where I'm going, right? And I'm trying gonna try and take us a different route. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I'm just gonna turn right here. Like, and you immediately like, you snuffed that idea right out, um, which is probably why we made it back. To be quite honest, because exactly. I'm like, no, I have a feeling, and you're like, yeah, that has not panned out well for us. Yeah. You, usually, I'm all for those feelings, but today Ryan was uh, he, he was pretty cranky, and like that's a thing. Like our kids, they they go on these adventures with us all the time, and we're like, oh, we could go do this, and, and that's like kind of the things I enjoy. But this day, Ryan was not gonna have a uh, a side adventure i mean we were pulling up in the neighborhood and he was just like i need to go home like we gotta get home so there. annoyed with us um so anyway that was my failed it which was kind of a mixed bag but the good news is we have our rubik's cubes right we have a, a whole set Your of kids two are so by excited twos. yeah and it's it's gonna be really fun so you know we just have and i need to freshen up and solve the two by two but i i just love your your, your sharing sharing stories your love of the cube and you know just at the ups customer center i know we have a we have a cube mentality here it's been really really good and so that was my failed it but then my nailed it i i had a lot of really good moments this week that i i was really happy about and we'll talk about um one of the really big ones in a minute but you know yesterday i you know I just it was just Ella and I and so I she gave me a whole list of things that she wanted to accomplish in a day and in my mind I let her write all those down anticipating that I was probably going to like just bail on most of them because it was a pretty ambitious list of to do's and so anyway we we got pretty much every single one of them did done and I'm not talking about like just simple things like the mall in December. Oh my gosh, sorry. Oh my gosh, something just... A, a, a hydraulics project just, oh, just shifted oh on its gosh, own. Oh my gosh, that scared me so bad. Um, okay, so the mall in December is, is kind of beastly, and it's a Saturday, and so Ella really wanted to go in and go shopping in some different stores, so we did that. And wanted to go to lunch, fine. There was a failed it with that, but it, you know, I won't bore everyone with the details. And then it was like, she wanted to go to Ulta. She wanted to go to, um, there was another store that was on her list. I can't remember what it was, but we did all of these things in a short amount of time. But the part that I was most proud of was that I, I felt like I mommed really hard yesterday, but part of that is that I brought her to this like third party DMV-esque kind of place so that we could get her picture taken for her permit. And I really did not want to do that. I've been putting off, I was telling her, I'm so busy and all that because I just don't want her to do it. I just don't want her to be driving. But I knew that it's super important to her. And so I decided to make that a priority and we drove way, way far and got that done. And she was beaming, yeah, just so happy. And so, you know, that I feel like that's a nailed it as a mom. She was very excited. She's and very excited. and you've been having a hard time <laughs> dealing with this yeah. as a parent. That's hard. And even, even yesterday, you know, I was driving with Mackenzie and I said there was somebody that just just blew down the road like so, so fast and was driving so reckless, like weaving in and out and it was raining and it was dark and it was just a really, really dangerous thing. And it was like, my whole heart just sank because I, I, that's my fear. My fear is not that Ella's gonna drive like that. My fear is that other people are gonna drive like that near her and there's nothing that you can do to to keep them from that and you just have to trust in their their good instincts and you know, all that, so. 
that's hard. But that's life. And, you know, so actually your daughter had a great solution. Just don't let her drive. Just tell her no. Just don't. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, that's, that's going to be problematic for her future. So you realize that you kind of just have milestones. Some are going to be harder than others. I really haven't struggled with a lot of them. This would be the first. And she still hasn't driven yet. Is that true? It's true. She wanted to go uh, earlier and it was raining. And I will tell you, I'm not starting my kid to her first time driving a car. It's not even my car. And I'm not driving that in the rain. I'm just not. So I said, we'll wait for a, a nice, mellow, dry day, which she was fine with. She's a trooper. Well, with that being said, you know, you, you had a lot of great nailed it in the point. In, in terms of missing the mark this week. Now, yes, I've been you. on you about, now you do a great job with, and we're going to talk more about, like, how do you get kids focused these last two weeks before winter break? And talk about, like, the ugly sweater contest that you do with kids. Oh, yeah. So I we saw it on Kessler, I think, is the first time that you and I had seen that. And it was on um, the Kessler Facebook site and Chris Kessler. And that is you're a, an educator and science STEM. Like yeah. you need to like join this like community. Truly the best. I think it's called the Kessler Professional Network. Learning, is that what it is? Learning Network learning or something like that? It's definitely worthwhile. Community PLC maybe. Yeah. Looking that up. I mean, you and I would get stuck in that you for know hours. for hours like just so many resources and you know i there still are so many resources on there i just i've kind of gone away from facebook quite a bit but i love love everything that i've gotten from there it's just gold it it's is gold. gold in there and so i saw a template on there that people were doing i guess what had to have been two years like the first year and <clears throat> so did that with those kids and what i had them do was design a Chris, an ugly christmas sweater based on a science concept that we had learned that year or that they knew was going to be content that they were going to be covering this year a topic whatever newton's laws because newton's laws they already have exposure to thanks to the fabulous mr foot so they could do that as well but the stuff was i mean remember the stuff that they did that year is amazing and so i picked my favorite i picked my favorite five um so I did one from every class. I don't remember what I did. I did a lot because I bought candy prizes for all of the winners, which cost me, I think I spent $80 that year <laughs> <laughs> on candy because I didn't just buy little stuff. I asked them their favorite stuff and then I put together stuff. You know, like sometimes we just, you and I have these ideas and we go all in and then I look at it go, that was kind of expensive, but it was still very, very exciting. <clears throat> so, but then the top one I paid to have made into a Christmas sweater. And I wore that last year and took a picture with them and posted that up on Kessler to kind of inspire other people. It was a huge sensation. It was huge. It was like one of like the most popular like things on Kessler. Like, and the cool thing about Kessler is like just the conversations among teachers and yeah. how excited they get and the number of likes and comments. It, it just like blew up. And I've been on you. I'm like, I'm like, you got to get, and you chose two winners from last year, right? Well, I wanted you to help me to, determine which one and you're like I don't know I feel like you should you just need you too and I was like really do I because that's a lot of my it's not cheap to order these sweaters but they were both so different and and the one one I knew I had to pick it was just it's like this sketch of of Rosalind Franklin and it was from a student that's just like so so talented artistically and I really was excited to sport that one but this other one was pretty spectacular as well had a lot of um, components from the year and so I've 
I don't want to. I don't know what your next thing is. Do I just keep saying what I did then about my failed it on this part? Yeah. So okay. like, I've been pushing you. I'm like, because it gets the kids excited. So if like year one, you have that sweater. From year two, you chose two winners. And then to get them excited, you don't like, we came up with this idea together. And we're like, what if we did this? And like, you know, typical us always taking it to the next level, you know, like, you know, we, we don't care about the cost. We'll figure that out later. We we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll be like, we'll do this. And my goal is like, you know, imagine you had 25 years of like teaching experience and every year you for the day, month of uh, December to wear a sweater every day. Yes. And so technically you should be up to like three sweaters by now. And no, no, this is the third is, year. Yeah, no, I'm saying year. you should yeah. have two, but you chose two winners. Like I should have, yeah. So here is the problem with this, okay? It is a phenomenally good plan and I love it, but there is a, a silent partner in this and that is my wonderfully talented sister Jess and I am dependent on her at this point she is a whiz with Photoshop and you and I love the template right it's like this really cute little sweater design and so that's what they put their design on but you can't you can't upload that image into this ugly Christmas sweater. It has to be made into one complete picture, which requires Photoshop editing. And I have been asking Jess, but you know, she had a baby. And so it's not been super, super high on her priority. And then her daughter was in a movie, you know, so like she's had other things, <clears throat> which I totally respect. So I've been kind of gently trying to kind of talk her into doing this and recently actually she wanted me to send her something oh I took really awesome videos of karaoke at Thanksgiving and she wanted me to send those to her and I basically made a barter <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sure enough she right away uh, did it and so I've ordered one that is the the long story for a short point which is I have now put in my order for one unfortunately the estimated delivery date what did I tell you J J uh, January, January 8th. yeah so not in time for Christmas. However, I did not take this news well. I know. I was well, I'm like, hoping for a Christmas miracle. I think the other one came earlier. Yeah. I feel I like it did. Last year. Yeah, I think it did. And you know, I ordered it a few days ago. So right at the beginning of December. And I know it's a busy time of year there. However, I'm I am choosing to believe that it will be here in time. So I will keep you posted on that. The second one, I will probably just order when I order the winning one, which I'm only picking one single sweater this year. It's too much pressure to do both. So anyway, and my sister has requested that I change the template. However, as you and I have discussed, it's so much cuter when they hang in the window. <laughs> but they, true, you can't, my big thing too is like, you know, everything we do, we wanna share, we wanna get it out there. And I'm like, I'm like, you're not gonna have your Kessler post. And like so many people say like, you were the original, like you started this, like not the ugly sweater, but like turning like the winning yeah. one into a sweater and like kind of having that goal of like 25 different sweaters and don't get stressed about this. No, but I've been on I you and like, and like you've, you've been thankful. You're like, you're like this is why you push me for these things. Yeah, and, good. and I've been the positive voice, been like, it's gonna be okay. But the reason why you can't switch from this template is because like you do a great job, like hanging each class the up in your windows it. and like walking by, like all kids of all grade levels like looking at them and yeah. checking them out and, and it is really cool and it's a source of pride for them so i am really anxious to do that and i typically don't wear my ugly sweater as a spoiler right so i do it that i wear it the day of and then the like when you roll it out when i roll it out and the problem was is that we had an ugly christmas sweater day for the staff and i really I'm trying super hard to participate in spirit things because I think it's important for that to be a K-8 plus every 
teacher, you know, kind of thing. And so that's literally the only one I have. And so I wore it up. But, you know, it's fine. It was a good conversation, and it's all going to be great. It is. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. But it's uh, – we really – all teachers out there, if you're a science, STEM, computer science teacher, really think about joining this Kessler That's Professional awesome. Learning Network. That uh, Twitter, we've always talked about – me and you are big on Twitter now, and it just doesn't translate to, like, the things that they share and how they kind of have this community there. Um, but you should share your post on uh, – your Facebook post from last year on Twitter so everyone can kind of see, like, you know, really how cool. much uh, – how many people think we were going by and like the thing was just blowing up. It was going viral in this Kessler. Uh, yeah, it really was. Network. You are good about monitoring stuff like that. I, I, I get excited. I and know. like uh, you, you do a great job with that. Uh, another thing where I felt like you missed the mark a little bit Tell was me. last week on the podcast, you accused me of stealing your Mod Podge. Now, do you have anything to say to me? Yes, I do. And actually, the timing of your... <laughs> you sent me a message. I was at drama practice, and you said something about, I feel like... What, how did you phrase it? But basically, you're oh, you were calling uh, Balderdash on my accusation of you taking the Mod Podge. And I was like, he's out of his mind. There is no way I'm off on this. So right after I got out, I went into my room and I had, you had so kindly put all of that stuff in the back of my room. So I start pulling stuff out. And sure enough, at the bottom of one of the bags is this very large full thing of Mod Podge and I immediately thought oh great <laughs> there it is he's right I was wrong so I publicly now I privately apologize to you but I publicly say I was wrong I was I was off base on that so my apologies my I, I will accept your apology you. so I, I I appreciate you do making making your wrong a right this there is true. yes you are you are a better person than myself and I I wouldn't put it past me to uh, to take your Mod Podge, but I was pretty adamant that I didn't. I even went to my closet where I put my Mod Podge. I mean, this thing's like it's a huge. thirty-five dollars thing huge. worth of Mod Podge. It really is. It is huge. And if you haven't checked out the STEM Resource Center, make sure you check that out. And we had our first question from a listener. What was the question we received so in we regards had to the STEM Resource Center? Two <laughs> two questions. One was, what kind of qualifications need to be in place for someone to be able to attend, um, you know, to go make a visit to this place? And so it was asked, can I say who? Yeah, of course. Okay, so the, our amazing Mrs. O, Carla, who we adore. And it was such a good question. And so we, we were kind of doing some investigation further into that. And she, you are um, invited cordially invited Mrs. O to put in a request to be added to their visit list. And um, so what did, what is so it? So any, any school employees, could be an administrator, librarian, teacher, uh, they want this to kind of go all back to schools there. So, and you can visit it twice a year. So once per semester. Once per semester. So that was the other question that she had. Um, she had said that perhaps we misspoke. And so I have not had a chance to go back and double check, but I'm just, I think it's just good to cover that basis. So so twice a year, so once a semester. And I've been trying to tell my buddies who are assistant principals in other districts, I'm like, you got to introduce this to teachers, trying to get them excited. And then I told them, all right, next time we go, you guys got to come with me. So I'm just like passionate about this, that what Amazon is doing and the Maricopa County Superintendent's Office is doing for teachers to get them excited. And, you know, so check it out. Carla, you, you would go there and you would have so many ideas. Oh, my there. gosh, so and many ideas. 
I will hope. And if you go and I'm not able to go, if you could get me another Marco Polo pickles relative, that would be greatly appreciated. Oh, speaking of which, I think we got to talk about what happened to Marco Polo pickles this know. past week. It's very, very devastating to our classroom culture. He has lost his voice. Very similar in fashion to like Ariel with the sea witch. I'm not saying that's what happened. That is one of the theories circulating in our class. But he will light up his eyes light up but there is no voice and it is it's a little bit sad i feel like he's seen dark things and <laughs> we can't get him to speak up again and we're very distraught you have a theory though what was your theory my theory is that he was dropped uh and his voice box has been um dis uh disattached disattached what is the word you know what I'm saying? Detached. That's the word. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. And but we, I'm not opening that poor little bird who's already seen some trauma. A lot of kids want to open him. They though. want to open him up. And as much as I love the stem around that, I love that guy. He is now such a big important part of our our announcements. And I just don't want him to lose the light in his eyes, literally and figuratively, metaphorically. You know. I love your theory. So if you're an eighth grader listening, maybe you know something that happened to Marco Polo Pickles. I know. We're very upset but you know we're, we're we love them just the same well i think this is kind of like a karma thing as well now my nailed it this week is uh, i'm a notorious prankster like i love playing pranks you love playing pranks but i hate people pulling pranks on me i, I get so upset about it i've actually like not lost friends, but I haven't talked to friends for long periods of time because <laughs> I take pranks like so bad and I get so upset, but I love doing pranks. And so that kind of makes me like the worst person in that regard. And the irony. Um, yeah. I, I, I still am planning my prank against a teacher on this campus that pulled an epic prank on me. I've been playing this one for like four years. It's going to be epic when it happens. But just know if you're listening and you teach at Sierra Verde, there is justice coming your way. So... We were talking about birds and how much you hate birds. You despise birds. I am. I have a deep-seated dislike and fear. Yes. And we have this, like, nice little white you know, like, trees you get from, like, home or Hobby Lobby, you know, with the little lights on it. It's very sweet. And it is. And so it's up there. And then for Halloween, there's, like, this black, creepy, like, little raven. And so I put it on there. And, like, I think you even got scared when you came it's to my house. Super and, creepy. like, you're, it's like, super you're creepy. like, oh, my God, there's a bird up there. Yeah, because it looks... It looks surprisingly real, wouldn't you say? Yeah, mm -hmm. it totally does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so um, Heather made me take it down. She's like, it's just so creepy. Take that thing down um, for Thanksgiving. Like, you're like, we're having people over. That thing cannot be in the tree. I'm like, but it just kind of makes me happy. It's like, this blackbirds and this, like, white tree. And it's like, and he's, like, watching everything, like, with the one like side of his like head. there. Yeah. Yes, it could be. Yeah. So anyways, my wife makes me take it down. And I'm like, and he's got like, these little bendy feet. So he can, like, attach to anything. Thing. He does have bendy feet. So I, I put it on her visor, like so. Like when she goes to sit in her car, this thing's like sitting oh. upside down. And I wish I had a video of like how she reacted, but she she lost her mind that I put that in there, <laughs> and she was like so upset that the I thing was like upside down. Time. Yes, you would have. Like but the, literally. But the best part was your brother drove back with you from California, and yes. he had your car the other night. And you're like, can you give me a ride home? And then we tried to pull a prank with Marco Polo's pickles on Mrs. Tebow. Yes. and oh trying to gosh, scare them. Yes. And then you you got in the car. What was your reaction when you got in the car? Oh, my gosh. Well, the thing is, is I went to put my feet in the car <laughs> and he was on the floor. So, it, you know, like it looked like it looks very much like a, a real bird and it looked like a dead real bird. And like his 
feathers they like glisten like they have that sheen even that you would see in like a real bird and so I immediately started freaking out I was like oh my gosh there's a dead bird in here and I'm freaking out and I'm like try and you're laughing so then I think it might be fake but then when I go to touch it it feels real and it's rigid like a dead thing would be because it's <laughs> but I so I couldn't tell if you're laughing because it was real or dead I was really really pan like I was panicking I pan how was I was like a mess for what I don't even know minutes several minutes yeah you, like you literally could not swing your feet into the car I couldn't touch it it was so dark it was so dark and it was like but it looks very 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 real yeah so I think this might be some karma for us trying to pull a prank it was coming back to you it didn't like, really come back to you and that was your idea about the prank so so That's where's true. your karma? The karma, you just keep winning Again, I, I, I like to pull pranks, and yeah. I hate when people pull pranks on me. That one was real. I was so terrified. Yeah. Uh, my other nail that I got to go with the parent story um, yesterday was Mackenzie's big winter for Dance Nation AZ, their big winter uh, concert at um, Arrowhead Mall outside there, and it was just so much fun. And I got a quick story about my daughter. She's just a dancer, but... There was a time I was singing like beauty school dropout because she went through like between Massachusetts and Arizona. Like the girl like loves to dance. She'd always dance, but like half the time she wouldn't even go in these dance classes. Like they'd have to like drag her in there. And then we moved back to Arizona. Then there's another one. I'm like, her dance career is over. She's done. Like she's she's not a dancer. We're not going to another one. And then Mrs. Lagoria suggested Dance Nation. She's like, a lot of my students have had it. They like it. It's in the bubble, which I like because I don't like to like venture out too you far really from my house. Mind you, I drive less than a mile in my round trip each day. And so I love my bubble and so this is like I think this was the the fifth dance company that she was trying to be a part of and and or maybe it was the fourth and maybe the, I don't know I don't it know the exact matter. numbers no but fact check but except for Mrs. then Hill. then yesterday I was just trying to I was sitting there and I was just like just thinking about like how different my daughter would be if she did not take one more chance and like I was the one pulling the plug I'm like it's over I'm like don't even sign her up for it don't waste this money and this place has just been a godsend for my child and her confidence and the things that she does and as I was sitting there I was just blown away and now you know me she's on the competition team and she does she does like three or four competitions a year and you know me I get so nervous before them I'm like all right do you have these moves ready are you ready and yesterday was like the first day I did not even ask her like if she was ready because I just knew like she was like ready to go out there and rock it with her facial emotions you uh you came my back is hurting right now because I was sitting in the front row on this sender uh, what, what do you call that? Yeah, like cinder a block. Cinder oh, bl- no, it's not. Like, like cement. A, it's cement. A cement-like yeah, bench awful. there. And then you came, and you were you were off to the side there. So I was a little jealous of, like, where you were I sitting. Had such a good you had a great angle. And it was kind of cool to see. You had one of your moxie girls dancing. Yeah. A lot of the Sea Verde students came up to you, former students that you got to see yesterday. And you talked about, like, that impact and how excited kids get for you cute. taking in those things and when you're there. And I know how much it meant to your moxie girl that you were there and, you know, some of the things that – uh, she said to my wife that was there, and so it was, you know, these things are so cool, but it was just such a proud moment for me as a dad, and just made me really like, reflect and think about, you know, what if, you know, yeah. what if, like, I didn't take this one more shot for my daughter, and I can't take credit, it was my wife and Mrs. Liguori, uh taking she that shot. so good, and you know, it's funny, that dance that she did, I think it was the first dance she was in, but you know, they were all lined up, and they had to, like, 
put a leg out really fast and it was like one after another and after or you had to get it just right and from my vantage point z was like the second or third one in and it was just so sharp like she didn't she's just on like the second that music starts she's just on and something changes in her eyes and she's such a performer it's crazy it is crazy and this week i have a short week so I never take personal days, but I'm going to be out on Thursday, Friday. And this is the second time she's walking in the Disney parade. So cool. And the last time she walked, I was just sitting on there on the sidewalk. And I was like, just welling up. I was like, had tears in my eyes. I was like, I'm just so proud. And like, Heather, like, pull yourself together. <laughs> like, everyone's like, Rob, are you crying? I'm like, I'm like, these are just things I would never do as a kid, you know? And yeah. like, it was just so, so cool to like, you know, give your kids these opportunities. And yeah, I think true. this time will be a little better, but you never know. You never, these emotions get over you. And uh, I think that was the proudest moment I've ever been like as a parent just seeing your kid out there and kind of doing these things and uh my, my my daughter she loves loves to dance I mean you know that she's a she's a dancer and like all these things just you know get you excited and you know that's her passion and when your kid finds their passion you just get so excited oh, and it is totally her passion it is. Well, we had a huge week this week. Samsung saw for tomorrow was due. Talk to talk us through this uh, this process. We've been working the last two weeks with our three eighth graders, Wyatt, Mallory, and Lincoln. Yeah, they've been burning the midnight oil, yeah. making sure they're getting everything in there, their ideas, sharing their ideas. And you actually bumped into Wyatt Friday night when you went to support oh, the Sierra Verde best. softball team. Yeah. Tell us that story. So you want me to start with that then, the story? Yeah, start with uh, bumping into Wyatt's mom. So we went to go see – so Sierra Verde has a softball team. And um, one of our – so Coach Thomas and Mrs. Bonham and I wanted to go and support um, some of our friends that are on there. And especially Mrs. Copenhaver has continued to invite us. And so we wanted to go out and show her some sincere love. So we went on Friday, and it was really cool um, to see them in action. Cold. It was cold. And I don't like to be cold. And you should have seen the three of us. We acted like we were in the Arctic. And so, but right after the game, we went to this like little picnic area and we're all hanging out and talking. And I saw Wyatt's mom and, you know, said greeted her. And she was there to watch Wyatt in a beach, uh, I guess it's beach volleyball or sand volleyball. I don't know how you classify it, but whatever. It's beach. Yeah. So, I mean, it's on the sand, but it's hard for me to say beach because we're in Arizona and there are no beaches. So then I don't know if it's technically called that here. So we should find out. Anyhow, so I go over to tell Wyatt, you know, hello. And Wyatt was just like, it's one of those moments that you're just so touched by because she's an eighth grade girl and she's playing in the middle of this tournament. And she got so excited and ran over and gave me a big hug. And it just made my whole night. But especially because I think her partner was like, we are legitimately in the middle of a game. (laughs) I'm not really technically sure you're allowed to do that, but I was really, really touched by it. And she came over to talk to us afterward, after she was done and wanted to talk about Samsung and her mom had questions about the buddy band and about, you know, all, all these different things and things Wyatt had been talking about from class and then, um, an Astro camp and just so many cool things. I mean, that child is brand new to our school and she would think she's been here forever she's just so such a viper you know at heart and so it was a really cool moment for me on a Friday night to run into her I always get excited to see my students sometimes students are kind of like you never know if that's exciting to them especially eighth grade so it's cute and the Samsung solve for tomorrow this is we are the only school in Deer Valley uh, school district 
Deer Valley Unified School District that had a proposal accepted third yeah. year in a row that we've been a finalist like it's in so the cool. state competition. It is so cool. And me and you go back and forth like we always say like you know how we came together as a team. Like I'm always like I'm just a kid from Maine. Like you're like I'm the East Coaster. You're the West Coaster. And then me and you talk about the the size of the state of Arizona and we're like this is our third year in a row that yeah. we've had a finalist in this competition. We're trying to get over that hump. We don't want to be 27 dresses. We don't want to be Catherine uh, Heigl. Heigl, Heigl, I think it was like know. Heigl. Yeah. You know, we don't, you know, we, we want, and these kids are just like so all in on being yeah. that one oh that gosh. like leaves their legacy. And this year they changed it. Like usually they've always taken six state finalists. And uh, this year they're going to be two state winners. There's going to be two state winners that you win $15,000 worth of technology for your school. And we talked about the importance, like what this would look like on their yeah. college resume, like, um, uh, their college applications and they're just so excited and they've been working so hard talking to their parents uh and bringing back all these different features that they would want wyatt's mom it. even asked the other night she's like when can i get my hands on one of these buddy it's bands literally what she said verbatim too it's such a cool thing and so we submitted it uh it was due at uh 12 o'clock eastern or no 12 midnight eastern time yeah and then we we worked on it for a little bit here and then we had to go our separate ways to polish up these last two questions and we submitted it like record time it was i told the kids we submitted it quote unquote early because it was 9 40. okay all right never mind i take that back well i mean for us that's huge that is huge usually we're down to the last minute but i you know every year that we've done this this was by far my favorite because I've never seen kids have so much individual ownership and then just the gelling of the team. Um, they all have, they all feel a part of that. And they, I mean, that was their thing. Like they are so, so proud of it. And how you're saying they're excited, you know, it's a college application thing and all that. And they are excited about that. But there are two things that I feel are just filling their mind is number one, they really believe in this concept. Like they want it to be done. They want to make it. They want to see what they can do. They're really, really um, invested emotionally in this product. And then the other thing is they are so excited that this has given them an opportunity to get to be on the podcast. Yeah. Or oh, in the <laughs> Which, news. Lincoln Lincoln wants to Lincoln wants to be that winner to to get in the news yeah, as well. Yeah, he wants to be on the news. So this like that's really their thing is like, oh my gosh, this is such a cool hour. I mean, yes, they are excited about the fifteen thousand dollars and you know what that would mean for them for college applications but they're just so cute like that well they're already like figuring out like how to get in the top 20 mm-hmm. you know they're like how do we pump this up and take this to the next level and yeah. they, they really are and i loved all their like their titles that they had within the project you remember all their titles I don't, off the top of your head i know there was like marketing guru and um brand and influencer yeah, yeah. like you know. it was good it was they're just and they have the best personalities and they're so genuine Honestly, they wanted to work on it even more than like we made them take that one Monday off. I mean, Lincoln got stuck at the Mexican border for six Six and a half. Yeah, six hours. He was stuck there. And so he, um, and so he didn't get home till like, I think he said four in the morning. And so the kids said, well, he's not going to be here today. And so we're not going to be able to meet. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then he showed up and I said, what are you like, why are you here? And he goes, well, you know, we're going to meet today at lunch. And I'm like, well, I think just take the day, bud. And and I touched base with you to see, and you're like, no, let's just give them a day. And he was, so he's like, but I, I'm ready. Like, I, just, I mean, they wanted to do stuff all the time. Like they wanted to do every lunch, the whole entire lunch, not 
just because they like hanging out with us because it has been a fun vibe with them. But they genuinely, they come in with ideas and they like the stimulation of like seeing where this is going. I just, I, I'm blown away by them. So we're excited. We should find out December 23rd, which is always nervous. You know, this could like make or break your holiday season. You know, we're going to be a, a hot mess either way, what happens. And we're just so excited for like, you know, how passionate they are about this project and I, i'm just blown away by how much they've given and how well they've worked together and just those yeah. conversations like i've I tweeted like a samsung education like if you could just be a fly on the wall and kind of hear what these kids are doing and how they're going through that engineer design process and we don't want to give too much away from that because next week we're going to have all three of them on the podcast and they're going to break it down for all of us and kind of uh talk about their insight there and but we're just so excited to to submit that project and so cool. And the big thing, too, is, like, that next step is, like, Samsung sends you all this, like, professional video equipment to, to produce your idea and give it that pitch to take it to the next level. Well, so the, the, those char- those kids are characters. And, like, just knowing what they could do with that opportunity and what they will do, I cannot wait. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. Samsung sell for tomorrow. See your Verde Steam Academy. These eighth graders, you know, just talking about their legacy and... I I cannot wait. They cannot wait to be on the podcast, and and it's truly going to be awesome. Now, last week, I think my favorite part of the podcast was really talking about the announcement crew and, like, you know, how close they are. And, I mean, we could do a whole podcast just on the announcement crew and the things that go on behind the scenes. And this week, we rolled out our um, YouTube channel for the announcements or Mm -hmm. CR Verde in general, which is the SV Viper Pit, no Mm -hmm. spaces, we're working on trying to like teach the kids how to make these things more professional taisho can't wait to get his hands on um what's that program oh um final cut pro. final cut pro yeah. and kind of like work on those things there and you know he's like i can't wait to get my hands on he this really and to do all these like cool things and and i'm like we got to show that one guy mr edgen or i forget his name on twitter it, yeah. yeah but he's doing so many things like so like once things. we show that to taisho he's gonna lose his mind but we talk about the power of the announcement and I think with the toy drive like you know in years past it might not have been where it is on the campus it is the holiday season it's all about giving back and your class tell us what your class did well I I have to say you know a a big part of that well we won the 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 holiday drive competition for seventh and eighth grade however I thought it was the whole school I think it was the whole school. First, there's three different co- grade level okay. competitions. So there's K, K I think it was K second, because Colin's third, okay. right? Yeah. And then it was three, three six. Five. Yeah, three six, because okay. Hunter three, won six. the other. And then, um, and that's not a spoiler alert, because it's being, being announced <laughs> yesterday. Um, and then seventh, eighth. And so we won for eighth grade. And I have to say, though, that was in large part because of my buddy, Placity, Brady Placity, um, because he's in these announcements and he said, I just felt so bad every time you would talk about that toy drive. Like I, I felt it in my heart that I needed to do something to, to give back when I have so much. And, you know, I just wanted to be, and he said, it just, my eyes, I'm picking out stuff for these kids. Like I got so excited thinking that I'm, it's going to make somebody else's holiday bright. And, you know, I'm really, excited to hear an eighth grade boy uh, being empathetic and you know think and bless his mom 
that's a weekday you know every we're tired like the last thing i want to do is go shopping at kohl's you know it's again we're in december these are dicey times for going to the store but he came back and brought this huge bag and then we had some other donations so yeah that was it was cool it was a tough holiday or it was a tough drive though because it was really short a small amount so i'd really you kept saying that over and over yeah, you're like i can't get over a, how short so this, wind, and this mrs sumner is. knew that too and and so she was really really um understanding about that but uh next year you know we have some ideas for extending that and just the timing you know thanksgiving was a weird time yeah. this year you know but i also think like you know the announcements like get people excited like i love like you were like showing off toys and yeah. the kids like really talking about it and that was fun. you know one of our own kind of took a lead and kind of really did a, a good thing with that uh and on the announcement as well we had our first sv center our yes. we have three new sv center hosts uh doing our whole like a big thing we've talked about the announcements is getting the middle school kids excited yeah. about the announcements because when you go to a k-8 sometimes you get you know you feel like you're these announcements are geared towards the younger kids and they don't apply to you and i love what you know, we started with SV Center. We're like, all right, one day a week is going to be all about like the highlights and sports of the week and get them excited using the Doink app. The Doink app is truly one of the most amazing apps. It really is. Uh, in terms of green screening, we do like this whole official like background, like with the video so clips cool. playing. And so tell us about our anchors. So again, Lincoln, he, he's had quite a quite a year. Uh, he is one of them and his best friend, Ella. The two of them are just a, a dream team there. And they had asked, they showed up to the first game, which was not here. It was at Terramar. It was pouring rain that day. And it was quite a commitment. Got themselves there, took copious notes and you did a whole recap took videos and pictures and wrote stuff up and like just took ownership of the whole thing and they they've completely blown me away like with what they did and then Sam my son I had no idea he was doing this because he never talked to me about it but at the game what was that Tuesday I think it was Tuesday, or I don't know, Tuesday or Thursday's game. He did a voice memo. It was Tuesday's game. And he did voice memos, and he basically was doing commentary as plays were happening. And he's quite – I mean, this is something he's really good at and really enthusiastic about it, but I had no idea. That might be an understatement. Yes, I know. He is very enthusiastic. And so the three of them – we just threw them in on this week and did the first one. And you were worried because he's a big personality and we weren't sure how that was going to pan out with the two other two. And they actually just gel so yeah, well. It was good. And we talked about like having like funny one liners and they were like so professional in their nose and they felt like everyone like they'd just be reading off it. And we talked about this is like something to get better and, yeah. you know, something they'll grow from. And then they wanted to come in. Didn't Lincoln come in on Monday? Like they, they like were saving videos, uploading them to like this it's crazy. video drive that you created yeah and if they want to bring so they'll they'll usually send me a message and they'll say can do you want us to come tomorrow and we we took notes at the game and we and i and i keep saying like you know maybe give yourself a little time like a day yeah. or whatever and they're like no we're ready and so they they always are ready to go and they're always so excited and they are their biggest critics which absolutely kills me but uh but they are growing so they take the stuff um that they watch their own stuff and then we give them feedback you know when we talked about the one-liners and like kind of just having a natural flow 
I can tell that in no time, we're gonna forget that that was ever even a conversation because they have the personalities and that dedication to this whole concept and uh, commitment. And I think that they're just gonna blow it out of the water. Well, then we, we filmed on Thursday and then they wanna come in on Friday again during they lunch. Did. I mean, they were like giving up their lunch. They, they're like, we're ready to go again. We're, we wanna do this on, on Friday. You're like, you're like, take your day, take your time. <laughs> and it was so cool, like how passionate they are. And then your eighth graders lost their mind with Sam's Sam like energy, so energy, and you know there was a three eighth graders like in that one highlight there. And you know once we talked about the highlights, like each come back with a highlight next week, they were just like so excited, so be like excited. know what you're gonna say about this highlight. And they were talking about some analogies. People were like, we're like he's shredding the defense like cheese or something. Oh, that you was know, funny. like that uh, was really funny. But it was so exciting there. And you know Sam gave up his whole lunch um, with his like seventh grade crew just to do this, and and the people are. Are, are loving it like uh and it's good for us to step back and be like all right this is more something student-led and these are things that they're all doing on their own and we've never had that in yeah. terms of uh you know students doing like the sport reporting like the coaches have to do things but now it's all the students all the students and it's kind good. of you know, and it's like so good the stuff that they wrote up was really really i was very impressed with them i really was but you know, like it is very much student voice. The announcements are becoming more and more and more of them having uh, their own spin on things, having their own kind of personalities shine through. And I, you know, it's a dream. Like nobody's ever, like no kids have taken it to that level. So kudos to them. Yeah, it's been awesome. And you talk about the power and the kids. They just they just get so excited, and they'll become their own celebrities in time. And you never know where this leads. You know, talk about high school or maybe eventually one day, yeah, career. Uh, being on TV there and that that terms. Now I want to talk about one tech tip that like blew my mind this past week, and I took advantage of it at the um, at the last dance comp or dance winter yeah yeah. performance yeah not whatever it's uh, it's my daughter's dance did i say whatever you did whatever my bad sorry she's like uh, man i don't even know how to move on anyways i don't know i was just meaning like performance i'm just giving you a hard time but i saw this on twitter last week that when you're taking a video as you're taking a video there's another little white circle if you're on an apple device that you can take pictures as you're taking a video and this blew my mind i retweeted it i got so excited i was like i cannot get over this that you can take a video and take pictures through it so as um video because i always take videos and i always have a hard time because like when you're at these performances like you want to enjoy it in the moment live so then i'm like trying to take videos but also watch it live as well but now i'm trying to like watch it live but i'm also trying to take pictures like hitting this like little like white thing underneath it and it blew my mind and then you took videos and all these pictures i'm like did you know about this and you said you've known about this for a long time i have but i mean one of the i know that it was something something that the the students told me because i remember having that same dilemma and i said i need someone to be in charge of pictures because i'm going to be taking videos and they were like just take the pictures and the videos and i remember going like oh my gosh, everyone must know about this and I feel so embarrassed. So I I literally never mentioned that to you, not because I'm hoarding this uh, great tech tip, but I just assumed I was the only one in the dark oh, I was on pretty that. upset this morning. Yeah, you were. I, was, I was like... I had no idea. You know, there's some things that people, everybody knows except for like 
you know, us. And then you don't want to be that person and then have people go like, well, yeah, like everybody knows that. But that one is really cool. That is a really good te- tech That's so cool. Tip. And like you got so many great pictures on top of like the yeah. video that you were taking. You were like in the perfect spot for Z. I was on the other side there. Again, my back is uh, finally starting to feel a little better. But such a great tech tip. So if you're taking a video on an Apple device, you hit the video, and there's another little white button that pops up underneath there. It's like there. a little white circle. I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet out some tutorials on on those this week. I'm, my mind was blown. It is cool. Now another tech tip that Mackenzie blew your mind with this week. Mackenzie is always making these awesome picture videos on phones. Now I don't know if you know this. Like you can take any picture that's on your phone, and you like push it up. And then you hit this like make movie and it does like all these face generated like these AI components and it creates these long, short, medium videos to a song. You can change the song and it makes the most beautiful um, slideshow. So she did one of you on my phone and had like all these great pictures of like you and your dad, all the cool things that we do. Mm -hmm. And she sent it to you and you're like, how do you do this? This is a third party third party app. And you were just blown away um, by the video and she showed you how to do it. And you you were going to town this weekend like of just like of busting out all these videos you're like check out this one i loved it and and tell everyone how many pictures are on your phone well i've cleaned it off a bit so now there's only eighteen thousand pictures and videos what was it previously Nineteen (laughs) thousand. i mean that's like that's like mind-boggling the fact that it is but here's the thing my students know i am the teacher that's going to take a ton of pictures and so A lot of them are personal, like, you know, when I go on, you know, if I have a a weekend, you know, out of town or something, I'll take a lot of pictures because I always want to capture those moments. You love pictures. I love pictures and just moments, you know, especially like, you know, not to bring the room down, but like with my dad gone, like I treasure every single picture, every single video. It's like all those moments that you capture. And, you know, we're not a generation that is printing those out really anymore. So just being able, like, that's why I love that slideshow thing that Z showed me is really that's the... Uh, that's the way that we're going to experience those things is just kind of reliving those moments that we've captured in time because we don't really do the scrapbooks and stuff like that anymore but uh, I have a lot and a lot of them of, of my students in action doing their stuff yeah, it was so cool and then it embeds videos in there and like all these cool moments and you know the ones that you sent like it's just like crazy and talking about Ella getting her permit mm-hmm. and even Mackenzie's like look how young Ella looks and my kids like missing their front teeth and you know it's really powerful so if you're if you want to enhance your iOS device take pictures as you're taking videos you don't have to miss those moments and go back and forth and also if you have a great picture just slide up and and make a movie with that uh Things that kind of blew my mind there. <coughs> Excuse me. Usually you're the one coughing. I know. Look at me holding myself <coughs> together. Um, with all that being said, I'm talking about technology, this week is CS Ed Week, which pays homage to the one, the only, Grace Hopper. It's a week, one of my favorite weeks of the year, That's where so we celebrate the hour of code and how we're embedded technology in the classroom. This is an awesome week. I 
this is my favorite week and we've been so busy like with the younger grades i have that we haven't even like gone deep into coding because we've been doing so many cool things and like i'm like oh my goodness like we're already going into the third quarter here and this week you're going to be doing dance party with your eighth graders mm-hmm. i'm so excited to kind of see what they come up with oh, they're gonna have so much fun. you're going to be using google's uh make code website mm-hmm. with your moxie girls tomorrow i'm going to be doing some different things with the different grade levels Wait, to is introduce it google, them or is it um, it's, it's from Google. Oh, I know. No, not MSMA code. You're doing uh, Google's um, or is it, Blank. Wait, isn't it Microsoft, though? No, Microsoft does the MSMA code. You're doing the... Um, what am I doing? <laughs> you're doing like, what we used to do with the Moxie Girls. Oh, um, oh, like, whether uh, like, code the avatars. Made like, with code. Yeah, made with code. Yeah, 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 yeah made, with, made with code. Google's made with code, gotcha. which is like geared towards like yeah, females yeah. and computer science and Love these different things. Mission. and. Um, some cool projects there. So uh, that's exciting that you're doing that with the Moxie girls. And I'm excited to kind of roll out all the different things that I'm going to be doing with uh, first through eighth grade this next week. And it's just such a great thing. And if you haven't done the Hour of Code, you can do it with any subject, any teacher. Check out code.org. And there's so many free resources so in terms of what you can do with these students to get them excited about computer science, STEM education, and how it kind of goes into every subject. But, like, look how far, you know, the culture of our school has, like, if you say hour of code, the teachers know what that is now. And, like, you really had, you pioneered that at the beginning and, like, would go around and get people amped. But now I feel like it's kind of one of those things that, teachers will just embrace and they just know to embed in and see they've seen the value in those like light bulb moments which is the coolest thing ever yeah so it's an awesome week we really encourage you to do the hour of code everyone should be partaking this i forget what the stats are but code.org is always tweeting out how many uh talk about like gender equity Mm -hmm. like in, in the cs field and getting kids excited uh, it's going to be every year just gets bigger and bigger, yeah. like all the all the countries around the world there in terms of how many people are participating this week in the hour of code. So we encourage you. This is a this is what this classroom is about, kind of like what you do. And code is going to be a big part of their lives. And but code is more of a thinking process. It's like those computational skills, yes. those soft skills, problem solving. And last year you did like some pretty awesome things. I, I got to go in there. Like I want to tweet some of those out, like yeah. what you get, what you did last year they with some of your projects. Atoms. And remember like there were a lot of problems that they uh, didn't know how to, to fix. And then other kids that didn't necessarily have any background, they just tried, tried, tried. Oh, I figured that out. And then they would go and teach. That is my all-time favorite part of Hour of Code is not that we're the experts on these things, but what kids will figure out and learn just by trial and error and like, you know, discussion discussion and um, critical thinking. I love it. All right. We're coming to the end of our pod here. Now, how do you keep eighth graders focused two weeks before break? What is your advice? My advice. So, because we all know all kids, kindergarten through eighth grade, ninth through twelfth, even college kids get a little squirrely before the break. They do. They, and you know, if we're being honest, probably teachers too. You know, everybody's totally, (laughs) everybody's a little squirrely. We're we're being honest. We're, We're all a little squirrely. And so I think it's beating your head against the wall to ignore that and try and, and fight against it. However, I also, myself as well as the other, all the other teachers on campus, we still have stuff we need to cover. And there's, so finding that balance of, 
you're, you're going to get some curriculum in there for sure. But this is the time that like those getting them up, getting them moving, giving them brain breaks, giving them opportunities to do different things. So I love the timing of Hour of Code because I think that's an awesome thing to really um, in you know inject into one of these weeks. And things that are a little bit allowing them to process things in a creative way. Um, I did Gim Kit with them last week, which as you know, you had rolled that out, you saw that on Twitter and it's awesome. But trying to respect how kids learn and really trying not say like you shouldn't be like this. We're all like that. We're all right there. We're being honest. Yeah, it's it's that that's how it is. But I want it to be fun and I want it like I want my kids to want to be here. And it's tough to it's tough to compete with the the lure of break being right there. So, you know, for me, I just think tons of hands-on, getting them, you know, excited and, and injecting as much fun as possible, but without compromising what you want them to learn and take away from it, I think. What about you? I mean, yeah, I cannot agree more. It's like trying to really find that balance and understanding, like, you know, like doing the ugly sweater and, like, now me going more into the code thing, like, where they're creating games, learn how things work, you know, it's like not those fundamentals, but as a teacher, like you need to get through those things and kind of find that balance and, you know, embrace it and understand. And I feel like those teachers kind of when they're trying to be like, nope, we're going to do this. Or this is the way we do it. You know, I feel like you got to kind of find that balance going in those last couple of weeks of understanding this is the child's mindset. This is the teacher's mindset. We've been in that seat before. We know what it's like. You know, we know when we're we're in class, but our mind's somewhere else. And you know, get them excited, get them pumped up to do these awesome things, and and have lots of fun with it. Well, and I think for me, is I never want my kids to think that when we're nearing a break, we're going to do things that are not curriculum, because I want them to know that like even the content, like the content can be fun and it should be. Like so, we don't just abandon like those things and do things that are kind of like not at all in that realm. It should be fun, and just finding the ways to say like. Okay, we're gonna cover this, but it's gonna we're gonna have a blast, and so um, that's kind of my goal for. But I think the, the great thing, weeks. like what you're doing, like with the the storybooks, tell us about your storybooks that you're doing with them. Well, you know the best part about that, I have to see if they still kept it in. But in our chant, the way it was is they actually mentioned, and don't forget, we have a project due when we get back from break, <laughs> which I thought that was the coolest thing. And it's my class. They're like, you're the only teacher that gave us a project, and I was like, you're welcome. Um, but they are <laughs> taking what they've learned of states of matter. And again, we're not on states of matter right now, but that's a foundational chemistry concept. And a lot of stuff is all based on particle motion and such a big component um, of our whole chemistry thing. So they have to, they have a month. So I rolled it out, uh, you know, a, a week or two ago and they have till after break and they have to write these children's books. And then we partner with second grade and they'll read to them. And it is one of the most touching things like let's talk about impact and when you want that crossover from the upper grades to the lower grades I that's one of the most powerful things and the kids they love that the kids love it they, not just the little kids but the older kids and little kids keep it real like they are the I remember best last year there, there were some harsh critics last year I had kids that cried in eighth grade I told my <laughs> kids this year I was like I, I had eighth graders that were in tears they were really really upset but they were in tears because the comments were very true they were 
they were honest and kid, you know, they would just weren't prepared to hear that. But it's going to be great. I feel like they're going to bring some really amazing ideas. I, I'm completely blown away with what their ideas are already. It's a very higher level thinking, and I'm super proud of them. These last two weeks, we encourage you get creative, yeah. have fun, you know, but still focus on the content. Yeah. But but do not lose sight of, of the child's mindset and also embed the hour of code. You know, that, that that's the biggest thing. You know, this is going to be the future. Yep. Prepare them for jobs that aren't even created yet. Yeah. I mean, and there's so much that you can do. Like you can do a lot with hour of code and, and kids will love it. They'll thank you for it. And you will be just, I mean, how many times have we had the chills from those moments? Like kids helping kids. And uh, I, I mean, we could go on and on. We could do a whole thing just on that. We could. We could. All right, people, survive the week. As we always say, if you can be anything, be kind. Keep changing the world. Now, if you loved hearing stories about us going to the UPS Customer Service Center, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Every Tuesday, the latest episode will be sent right to your phone. Now, if you love seeing pictures, videos, kind of putting in real idea of what we're doing in the classroom, follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And me at a positive proton.